Hi, Marcus Pierce here. Exceptional Life Blueprint Live, my signature two-day transformational event, is coming to Melbourne for the very first time and you are invited. Join myself and a tribe of like-minded souls at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre on June 3 and 4. You will transform every area of your life from mediocre to magnificent and create a blueprint for your life purpose and career, your health, wealth, relationships, spirit and more. Early bird two-for-one tickets are on sale now at melbourne.marcuspierce.com.au forward slash couch. That's melbourne.marcuspierce.com.au forward slash couch. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is my brother from another mother. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, legend. So great to be on the call again with you today, Marcus Pierce, MDP. There's a lot been happening, hasn't there? So many exciting things. A lot of people aging. More birthdays today. Lawrence Tam turned 42. That's ancient. That is. That is. Happy birthday. We're happy to date stamp this for the sake of a birthday wish to our wellness couch teammate. We're all about aging. He's the best aging porcelain I've ever seen. I reckon that man is actually getting younger. He's a Benjamin Button. Like, <laughs> yeah, that man yeah. gets younger. And and you know what? He's going to get reborn. He is going to get reborn. Speaking of people getting younger, you can hear some giggles yes. going on in the background. We have some of yeah. our wellness couch teammates on 100 youngest, Not Out today. Our youngest teammates. Our right. youngest. Maybe our youngest. But you know what? I think there's a few people that might have a little bit to say about that. But look, we are going to bring on, for the very first time as a team, the hosts of A Quirky Journey. We speak of the great Fufu, Fuad Kassab and Joe Witten. They have not only released a new book together, Life Changing Food, I am probably of the opinion that if you only needed one recipe book in your kitchen for the rest of your entire life, if you had Life Changing Food, you would be well and truly confident that you would never need another book ever to cook with. And I say that knowing that there are wonderful, many wonderful cookbooks out there. It is a very warm 100 night out. Welcome to Fuad Kassab, Joe Witten. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, Thank guys. You. How's it going? <laughs> we are going awesomely, but you two are on fire. Um, not only, uh, food did you join uh, Joe Witten on a quirky journey, but you must have twisted her arm in between raising four <laughs> children, writing books, blogs, recipe creations, and everything else to go out and go, Joe, let's make a cookbook together. How did this come about? Because you guys have put together one of the great books of all time. <laughs> Joe, do you want to tackle this one? Or? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, he just kept hassling me and he wouldn't give up. So I finally you know, gave You'd be him. used to that though, Joe. Surely you just say, get in line. Surely, right? <laughs> well, it, it's funny because we've been friends for a long time and, you know, um, Fuad, you should probably tell the story about about how you um, got very tired of your work. You tell uh-huh. me. Well, yeah. um, uh, as you guys know, uh, pr- probably your listeners might not know, but um, I used to have a couple of restaurants that I ran in uh, Sydney 
they were gluten-free whole foods restaurants and they were focused on just uh, an ancestral perspective to cultural eating uh, with a view on Middle Eastern cooking mostly. But before that, I had a life as a software engineer and the restaurants that I had were pop-ups. So they only lasted for a few months each, nine months the first one and five months the second one. And then uh, after I shut down the last one, I went back into working in the IT industry and I found myself in a corporate job that I hated and uh, I was ready to, you know, just throw in the towel and say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just probably going to leave this job and do nothing for a while. But um, luckily, we had Facebook in the company and I was bludging on corporate hours and uh, <laughs> I, I was chatting to my friend Joe Witten and I said, hey, Joe, Joe, um, I'm just uh, about done with this whole thing. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, come and help me out a little bit. I'm so busy with, with stuff here with quirky cooking. And um then I asked her when she was going to do the second cookbook and she said she hasn't found time because she's been overwhelmed with everything. And I said, um, well, maybe we can do it together. I just It was a throwaway comment. And she's like, would you really? Would you do it together with me? And I'm like, yes, of course I would. So I quit my job <laughs> maybe like the next week. And uh, yeah, the, the rest is history since then. So it's been since March last year that we've been working on this cookbook together. And uh, it came out uh, around six, seven weeks ago. And it's just been fantastic. Like uh, it's changed my life for sure, and the <laughs> lives of uh, so many thousand other people that have bought the book since and have given us amazing feedback. And I just have to say, um, you know, Fuad was really such a big help to me, and it's really changed my business to have him working alongside me because before, like he said, he said to me, "What about doing a second cookbook?" And I was so stressed out. I was working from early in the morning till late at night trying to answer people and doing everything on my own. Um, and now that once Fuad stepped in, it's just been amazing. So we're really happy to be working together. Oh, that's great. I think there's a lot of people that you, a lot of people are happy that you're working together. I know that it's uh, Mr. McDreamy's voice over there, foo foo. Um, <laughs> that, um, that many people appreciate that. That's good for the listenership. It is, uh, it is. I had no idea that you were a chef and you were in Sydney. I didn't. I didn't know that. Um, so that's that's good. I've learned something. So that's uh, mm -hmm. that's that's a good thing. It kind of it it kind of matches the reason why. I'm not saying Joe, um, the cookbook that you first brought out wasn't unbelievably great, and it's not still sitting on our on our um, on our bench top, and we don't still use it. What I'm saying is that this this cookbook, you know, it takes it up another level. Like it's it really it's does. unbelievable. It, it's yeah. unbelievable and Marcus and I were just chatting about it before and uh, and just saying he was saying how good it is and how unbelievable it is and obviously in the intro he said it's the only cookbook you actually need but kind of <laughs> it makes sense you know when you bring your mind to the to the table Joe and Fuad's mind to the table you can create mm. something that's absolutely you know magical. Well, one thing um, Fuad didn't mention is that he also um, is a very talented food writer and has written for Sydney Morning Herald, Good Food Guide, and Seville Magazine, and um, he was a, a restaurant critic. Is that right, Fuad? Yes, that's right. So I, I spent three, four years with the Herald, going around New South Wales, giving chefs hats to restaurants and things like that. But uh, that was in another lifetime before I moved down this path as well. You could have had Matt Preston's job. You could have had yeah. MasterChef. <laughs> oh, imagine, <laughs> but imagine he wanted to work on MasterChef. <laughs> oh, imagine that. I feel oh. like the... Uh, Right. I just want I to know deal with all the gluten. I'll I'll just uh, get inflamed and drop dead like within a few, few tastings. <laughs> well, I think I think the most important question here is when is a quirky journey going to be rebranded as the Fufu and Jojo show? I think that's the first yeah, thing we need to work that's out. Not a bad, that's not a bad title. What do you yep. think, Fufu? Yeah, I, I think so. 
Jojo. Clu- maybe a quirky clip. journey yeah. with Fufu and Jojo. But on an, <laughs> on a more serious level, life-changing food as a title is a wonderful title for a book. But I also think that food is something that is life-changing um, in itself. And I know, uh, Fuad, for anyone that heard you speak at the Wellness Summit, th- their relationship to food could only have magnified tenfold. Just such was the, the love and almost the romance that you that you talk about um, with food and, and its impact mm-hmm. on a soul level. Um, when you look at the book, you can see that it's not just another cookie-cutter templated book, you know, with 90 mm. to 120 recipes. You've kind of defied all of the, as Damo was saying, you've raised the bar, you've gone uh, for a bigger book <laughs> with more recipes, the layout is different, the value is different, the amount of information is different. But how how did you find a way to, I suppose, weave your inspiration for food and your respect for food into a book rather than just doing a big bunch of recipes? Well, uh, as you would have heard in uh, my talk at the Wellness Summit, uh, it, food has had such a profound impact on my life. So I was um, chronically ill for the majority of my life. The first 30 years or so, I was inflamed. I had acne and eczema and um, ear infections. And I was also obese. I peaked at 128 kilos. And then when I discovered ancestral eating in 2011, I lost so much weight. I've lost over 30 kilos by now. And my skin hasn't been better, and my allergies and eczema have cleared up. So the food uh, journey has been very, very life-changing for me. I was looking down the path of uh, insulin resistance and diabetes and possibly a heart condition with my weight. So uh, also so many things that I was able to avoid through food. So having come from a traditional culture that values food as uh, a central uh, um, practice in a community, uh, and adding to that the way that it healed me, it's, it was a foundationally changing uh, thing in my life. So I was able to heal myself and also to get to know myself and my place in the world uh, as a human being who should be eating natural food. And from that, uh, the idea that Joe and I had, because jo- Joe's life has been very, very different, but we intersected at the same uh, place of ill health and then wellness from that using the same kind of method. So we found mm-hmm. our commonality through that and we were uh, what we wanted to talk about was our place in the world as human beings and the food that is appropriate to us. And from there, it's not really a hard task. And I find having this kind of philosophy in our life to guide us just so we can look at living food that comes from nature that hasn't been tampered, tampered with to be the most helpful food for us. It's a, you know, a razor that we can use to eliminate all the things that aren't good for us and to focus on the things that are. And it just makes our life philosophy very, very simple and returns us to who we are as people and uh, the food is uh, a condensation of that philosophy Uh, so that's what we've done in the cookbook we've put recipes that are in line with those ideas and uh, it's come out to be uh, 128 recipes are absolutely amazing and are you know full of health and simple so fantastic mark it's not a joke because we were walking through a valley in ikaria last year and um, it's actually coming up to an anniversary since we were there, Marcus. And we're walking through the valley, and I said, "Oh, mate, I'm so I feel so so." It was beautiful, like the it was beautiful and blue, and it was 30 degrees, and there was no breeze. You'd hear the waves crashing, and there was rocks under our feet. The frogs were in the ponds. It was it was just beautiful. And I said to him, "I feel really sorry for the Greek people of Ikaria." And he said, "Why?" And I said, "Well, look around." He said, "Yeah, it's beautiful." And I said, but mate, there's no coconut trees, so they can't have coconuts. 
and he and he laughed right and he said oh you're hilarious you're hilarious and so i was thinking um i was thinking this is like a classic thing because we we many of us many people got caught up in the whole paleo movement and everyone had to have coconut chips coconut flour <laughs> coconut rice coconut milk coconut <laughs> flour coconut um cream coconut flesh you know whatever everyone's having coconut even everything cocoa so- quench even if it may not have had <laughs> <laughs> right and so i had this big thing i was like thinking of the greek people and we're in an island where people live a long time with very little inflammation no alzheimer's no heart disease no drugs no surgery just they just continue to live um, they drink red wine every single day they eat wheat every single day and they um, have olives and olive oil and so on they eat food according to their ancestors now you said before for which i loved you said that uh, you've been focused on ancestral eating and i'd love to know uh, what what's different about ancestral eating to paleo what's what's different about those two particular models of health well paleo goes uh, very far in history to look at uh, hunter-gatherer tribes and um, they the assumption is that hunter-gatherer tribes are the healthiest people on earth and that's not particularly true we, we have agrarian com- communities that are um, equally as healthy as the hunter-gatherers. Um, the, the, thing, the assumption is the, the more we move away from being in line with uh, a harmony with nature, the less healthy we are. And I agree with that, but I find that um, we, we are cultural omnivores, I call us, and um, apart from being uh, omnivores with our diet, our culture can vary uh, radically, and so can our geography. So wherever we are, we adapt to the environment that we are in, as long as we are close to nature in the way that we live. And uh, we've seen over you know thousands and thousands of years, people have settled down in homes, and they've lived with their own animals, and they've eaten uh, foods that are considered from the agrarian uh, lifestyle, which are not paleo-approved, such as things like dairy and grains. But uh, the difference is they weren't using pesticides, they weren't uh, chlorinating their water, they weren't uh, uh, putting toxins in the air and on their skin and all these things. Not homogenizing the milk and not putting mercury fillings in their teeth and all sorts of things that (laughs) are happening to us now. And uh, we can use these people as models for health. And so when I looked at, I started off with paleo, but then I realized that uh, paleo is uh, unnecessarily restrictive. I still believe that paleo is one of the healthiest diets to go on to bring yourself back to health. And I believe that a lot yeah, of us do have problems. It's a leveler, with... isn't it? Like it kind of brings you back to it. It, set, it gives you a foundation for which you can build upon. That's right. Yeah, it's a great starting point. But then, having yeah, done exactly. it for six yeah. years now, um, I find myself being able to handle a little bit more grains and dairy and things like that that in the paleo sphere are a no-no. But um, that's not a criticism of paleo because paleo has brought health to thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or millions around the planet. And it also points people back in the direction of nature, which is a a very spiritual experience for people. And they need to be sent back to that place in themselves to know that they are creatures of nature. Uh, So it's a full circle, I think, for people when they go down that path, but also acknowledging their ancestry and where they come from. uh, Because that's what their genetics uh, would also be happy to, uh, to eat. So if you're Scandinavian or Middle Eastern, then you have to eat culturally appropriate food as well. Um, And um, that's a little bit more of an expanded view than just paleo. Um, So I love both of them, and I think one leads to the other. Oh, that's well, I like fantastic. It, yeah, I like it, Marcus. There is a, that rings my bell. You would be just pushing Damo's buttons in the best possible way when you mention <laughs> Omni and then you put in cultural <laughs> omnivore and then you talk about yeah. 
you know, how maybe maybe the P word isn't the holy grail of eating, which I think society is beginning to realize that maybe there is more than just going paleo. But, you know, I'd love to know from, from where you guys stand in, in terms of you, you've released this book six or seven weeks ago and now you, you're getting a lot of feedback from people. What do you hope? Because I know that people always have high hopes for the book, but as I said, and I don't say it lightly, you could buy this book if it was the only book on food that ever existed. You could buy this book and be confident that you would never really need anything else. Not that there's uh, no other great, you know, food and cookbooks out there, but you, you've put so much work into it. What What is your hope for humanity, or let's just bring it down a few notches and say to the people that um, that purchase the book, what is your hope for them? Because I know Cindy O'Meara often talks about you know the way to healing is to get you know families back into the kitchen. What is your hope for life changing food and what you think it could do for people? Mm. Joe, do you want to take that one? I think we w- sure. I think we really want to open people's eyes to the possibilities of how food can change your life and how it can like when I was very new to all this and trying to figure out what was wrong with him you know realizing that medication wasn't the key and I started to understand I just had a little glimmer of an idea that maybe it's food maybe if I can figure out you know what food suits me I can heal and that was the beginning of my journey and I think it's the beginning for a lot of people to realize how powerful food is and that's why we put our stories in the front of the book because we want people to see um, the power of food in our own lives and our families and how it changed our health and to start and that will start them thinking well hey I have a lot of these issues or I have you know these certain problems maybe eating changing the way I eat will help me Um, And then we've also put in a lot of other bits and pieces about, um, you know, working on gut health and getting out into nature and um, getting out into the sunshine and drinking clean water and all of those sorts of things. We've put them at the start of the book, but also all through the book, we've given tips and stories above each recipe. And we've had people say that they've sat down and read the book from cover to cover like a storybook because it's just got so much in there besides the recipes. And we feel that it's not just um, it's not just a cookbook, like you said earlier. It's a book to show people how that they can change their lives in many ways, but especially with food. And we're, we're really hoping that it will, um, yeah, just start people thinking. And I think a lot of people who are already on this journey um, – It'll just give them a bit more inspiration as well to keep going and to take it another step further and just keep healing. Uh, well, you've done. Does that an, answer that. Yeah, you've done an incredible <laughs> job, and and you say, like you said, the photos are remarkable. I mean, there's photos in here of you, Joe, walking along <laughs> a fence with the, with, with the, you know, on top of a mountain. I mean, is that your property? Because you've got an incredible. View. No, no. No, I wish. That's a lookout that's just local here and we just love it. It's just a beautiful place to go. The kids like to go up there with their friends like at dawn and have their breakfast up there. It's just beautiful. Oh, it is. And I mean, again, as we, as Damon and I have been saying, we've just been just um, just impressed that it's not just the same old, same old book. You've got, you know, you've got things that people would expect like brats and stocks, but then you also look at some of the recipes and you're not just mentioning is it gluten-free, grain-free or dairy-free, but you've got egg-free, vegetarian, vegan, GAPS friendly, paleo friendly, uh, mm. variations. I was speaking to yourself or uh, Fufu the other day, and just the the painstaking process that you went through to have oh my goodness <laughs> thermomix methods <laughs> and conventional methods, um, and, for every recipe. and we tested in 
And we tested in both models of the Thermomix as well. <laughs> Gee, that's incredible. Wow. It was a lot of testing. Who ate all the food is what we want to know because I didn't get any. I'm sure, Damo, did you get any of that extra food? No, nah, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm still visit. here starving. Gee, starving, well, Danny. I have a big family and lots of neighbours that were very happy to help. But there's also um, the testing was divided between a lot of people. So it wasn't just Fuad and I testing. We have a... Um, an assistant of fire who lives in Melbourne, and she was testing a lot. See, Damien, you should have popped in and got some. I know, right? <laughs> if I had have known, I'd be there. Next that time, you know on. who to call. Now, I have yeah. to ask you, I'm a numbers man. You've got 128 recipes in here, but every recipe is attributed to either Joe or to Fuad. Now, was there a competition? Are there 64 <laughs> each, or did someone get more than the other? We just do things together and a lot of the recipes that like one of us would come up with the idea and but the, we'd always um, be talking it through and developing them together, most of them anyway, so they kind of. Yeah. Well, there like there's a sunflower seed paella, for instance, Marcus, yeah. that uh, Joe was like, can we use sunflower seeds in, instead of uh, rice to make uh, like a risotto or something? So then I went and uh, made a paella with it instead of a risotto and, and we attributed to we me, but it's actually the... Joe's idea. So. Well, we were both when... in the kitchen working on it sort of thing, but yeah. You might have to get Isaac, who's very good with numbers, to go down through the book, <laughs> see how it's been divided. Uh, and I just want to give you, you know, sincere congratulations on including some ripping chocolate recipes in there because there's no <laughs> such thing as a cookbook that uh, doesn't have a chocolate recipe. So well done. Hey, but, Fuad, um, Fuad kept telling me this to, that's enough chocolate recipes, Joe. I'm like, but, but, no, but. No He's like, thing. no, that's there enough. No <laughs> enough and chocolate uh, do not go together. Um, well, guys, we'll put a link to uh, this book in the show notes. But, you know, well done again on what you guys have created. Uh, we love, obviously, having you as part of the couch. But more than anything, we love being able to recommend such beautiful products and, and books that you guys do. So, yeah, well done on your contribution to the world. And thanks so much for joining us on 100 Not Out. Thank you Thanks so, so much, guys. Damo, so much, as oh, always, thank Goodie. you for your contribution. It's so wonderful to be part of such an incredible team as, as uh, the Wellness Couch is. And um, a lot of that, great man, wouldn't have been the case if it wasn't for your vision and foresight. So many thanks for your wow. wisdom as always. Now, folks, for more info on Damo, go to DamienChristoph.com. For myself, go to MarcusPierce.com.au. We will put all the links to the quirky cooking, the life-changing food, uh, the social media links, the book links, all of that in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. For all the uh, podcasts on The Wellness Couch, including a quirky journey with Fufu and Jojo, go to thewellnesscouch.com. <laughs> and remember, if you've liked this episode, please give the episode a five-star rating on uh, iTunes. That allows the rest of the world to get enamored with the 100 Not Out message. Until next week, thank you for your support and continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.